Hello and welcome to another episode of This Expat Life. And today I'm interviewing someone again and I'm really excited about this interview. Her name is Esther Groteboer and she lives in Norway. Esther was actually born and raised in the Netherlands, while a greater part of her family lived in the United States and Canada. So she was already very familiar with living abroad. And the wish to live abroad was present from a young age within her as well. And in 2016, at the age of 36, she finally moved to Norway and she's been living there with her husband and children since. And she also works there as a psychiatrist. And living in Norway has given Esther a sense of freedom in various areas of her life. And we will be talking about those topics today in the show. Welcome, Esther. Thank you very much. Really excited to be here and to see you in, in real life <laughs> through, yeah. uh, through the screen. Yeah. Exactly, because we know each other from Instagram, I think. And right. uh, we've yeah. been sending some DMs uh, here and there. And this is the first time that we're actually speaking like one-to-one, even though it's yeah. still on the screen. But uh, it's really nice to meet you here. And can you maybe share where you're calling from today? Yes, well, I live in the, the Jøvik area in Norway. So that's the, the southeast, well, more the east part of Norway. And uh, I've just finished my working day at uh, the hospital in uh, in Jøvik. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm uh, calling from. Yeah, and you moved there in 2016. Uh, did you move straight right. uh, to that uh, place or did you live elsewhere before? Uh, well, we moved straight to this area, but uh, I had a, ho- um, a job at a different hospital. Well, it's it's part of the same hospital. The whole region has one hospital, but uh, in with offices in different uh, cities and small towns. So I started uh, at a different um, working place and then after a year and a half moved uh, to an outpatient clinic mm-hmm. because that's uh, what I like best uh, to do as a psychiatrist but it was easier to uh, to work at a ward when I still had to improve my Norwegian and have a lot of colleagues around me that could help me and uh, after a year and a half I moved uh, yeah to uh, to my job that yeah. I have currently. Mm-hmm. yeah cool so um I know from several people in my personal life that uh, working abroad as a doctor isn't very easy because there are so many uh, requirements that you need to fulfill. Um, how was that for you moving to Norway as a psychiatrist? Yeah, as a specialist uh, moving from Holland to Norway, that's uh, that's quite doable because um, yeah, they have the same rules for doctors as in the whole EU. Uh, Norway is not a part of the EU, but they um, yeah, a lot of the, the agreements are are the same as the, as inside of the EU. Uh, it's more that when you're at that job, there is so much that's different from, yeah, in how it is organized in Holland. And I, I must say, I wasn't quite prepared for that. I thought, yeah, the language, that's the big barrier. That's what I have to improve. Mm-hmm. But when I started uh, working there, I, uh, I found out that there are medications that they have in Norway and not in Holland and um, yeah, the other way around. And in psychiatry, there's a, a lot of legal work you have to know. And um, yeah, so there was a lot I had to learn, especially in mm-hmm. the first year. It was really a big investment in uh, yeah, in time and in effort. And uh, after that first year, I thought, well, now I have the big picture. And I think uh, I'm, yeah, I could relax more and everything yeah. uh, came more automatically. After yeah. That. 
I can imagine it was a big investment and effort because you have to do everything in Norwegian also, right? So especially your work, it's not just looking at patients. You also have to to actually talk to them. (laughs) Yeah, that's part of it. Um, Did you speak Norwegian before you moved? Yes, I took uh, an intensive course in Holland uh, online with a Dutch person that has uh, studied Norwegian. Uh, and I, yeah, I used about 10 hours a week to study, yeah, the language, uh, learn, yeah, um, uh, learn more words or, and uh, uh, as good as I could uh, on the side yeah. of my job uh, in Holland. Uh, but when I started here, I was completely shocked <laughs> because uh, in Norway, in Norwegian, there are a lot of different dialects and people actually speak those dialects at work. So, uh. <laughs> so, so people talked in different ways. Uh, yeah, you can be in a group of people and everyone has a different accent and, and there are words that are pronounced differently. Uh, so, yeah, I was I really had to learn a lot uh, after we moved here yeah and so you studied Norwegian before moving but did you already know you were going to live in Norway or was it still a dream that you were working on and how what how was your decision formed anyway to move to Norway yeah good question no I started learning Norwegian when I uh, was accepted for this uh, for that first job in Norway so we had decided on uh, moving and then uh, yeah started to take lessons uh, and yeah the whole process was uh, it was actually so that I wa- was looking for a different job in Holland and um, I saw announcements on uh, the internet uh, of agencies that were, were looking for doctors that wanted to move to Scandinavia to both uh, Sweden and Norway uh, and that was when, yeah, my husband and I started talking about it. Uh, we we loved uh, vacationing in Austria. Um, I'm very familiar with the United States and Canada. So that type of scenery uh, we love. Uh, and yeah, then suddenly we found out that, uh, that doctors are very welcome in Sweden and Norway. And like you said in the introduction, I always yeah, wanted to move abroad, but it hadn't happened uh, up till then. So um, yeah, we started uh, talking to, uh, to hospitals here in, uh, in Scandinavia and, and decided for, uh, for Norway. That is so cool. So you always had this wish of living abroad, but it never became concrete. And then by coincidence, you saw this call for doctors moving to Scandinavia yeah. and you figured, yeah. yeah, why not? You know, I don't speak the language. I don't really know what it's like living there. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. but give it a try. I think I think that's really cool. Um, it also takes a lot of courage to do that, I think. Thank you. Yeah, it 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 takes a lot of courage. <laughs> I think maybe maybe the thought of it's now or never maybe that was what made it easier. I was like you said, I was 36 the day we moved actually, and uh, I we had small children already. They weren't in school yet, so yeah, maybe I it was thinking okay, we have to do it now or otherwise the children are in school and they have their friends here and. Then it's it's even harder to to make that change. So um, yeah, uh, then we decided to do it. Yeah, so nice. We spoke before about how living abroad or moving abroad is like a nice reset of your life because you basically get to craft a whole new life from scratch again. Mm-hmm. 
I find that very addictive. This is also one of the reasons why I moved abroad so often. Um, can you maybe share a little bit more about what that meant for you and how you designed your life in Norway? Yeah. Yes, uh, in Holland, um, I found my job quite stressful and, and that has also to do with the amount of patients you have as a doctor in Holland. It's, it's uh, hard work, a high pace. Uh, but I think part of it was also myself, how I, um, yeah, uh, what I did with with the situations of stress, um, uh, just continuing to worry and to work harder and harder to do the best for these patients I was worried about, instead of taking a step back, trying to relax, calm down uh, also your body and your mind, and then continue which is better for your decisions, decisions you have to make at work, but also much better for your own health. And I, I had yeah, other colleagues that were a bit older than, than I uh, in Holland had given me uh, such advice, uh, take, take a break, uh, maybe a, an exercise to calm yourself down until uh, before you um, have this con difficult conversation with uh, a patient or a family. And in Holland, it was like, yeah, that was not my habit. And and when we moved to Norway, um, one of the reasons to move to Norway was because they said uh, the Norwegian working climate is more relaxed. And when we took that step, I thought to myself, this is a great moment to implement uh, different ways of yeah, working and attacking problems. So I, I made some conscious decisions about... Uh, yeah, taking a moment in my lunch break to to really yeah calm myself down. I had already um, taken uh, mindfulness uh, courses and and was using that in in a way. Um, but I thought now is the moment to to yeah to commit to that in a yeah more yeah serious way. So that's what I did, and um, what I sometimes. Um, yeah, work gets in the way, and and you you go back to diff to habits from before. And um, but I like to also evaluate um, every now and then. Again, thinking about uh, well, how do I use my working days, and um, and yeah, making a new plan and implement things again and again. Because uh, yeah, as a, as a human being, you often go back to the old yeah. habits. Yeah, but I think. Yeah, a move that can also be a change of job or maybe a move in, in your home country. Mm -hmm. That can be a great moment to sit and think for yourself, okay, now is a new start. What do I want to do differently? Yeah. Yeah, I really like what you say about like um, um, the way that you implement your habits and your goal. Like it's a goal of yours to do something differently now with the move. Of course, a lot of people have that with, you know, uh, New Year, New Year's resolutions and stuff yeah. like that. But a move really triggers something because you get to be in a new environment, um, which also fires up a little bit or sparks your um, your habits and how you live your life. It all changes it up a little bit. Um, so a move is a great way to really look at your habits. Like, what do I want to leave behind and what do I want to implement? And the problem is, however, that most of us fall back into our patterns because, you know, they're there in our brain for a long time already. We're used to them. So what? how were you able to successfully implement your new habits, your new strategies, even though like sometimes you fall off the wagon and you need to evaluate it and implement them again? But how were you able to, in Norway, 
actually get closer to this more uh, relaxed approach at work. While whereas in the Netherlands you weren't you weren't really able to do it, even though people told you to. Yeah, well, a big advantage of working life in Norway is that the pace is a little bit slower. So you have more time to take a break. And um, I have colleagues that every day take a coffee break, a lunch break and a tea break in the afternoon, or they drink coffee in the afternoon as well. <laughs> Norwegians don't drink a lot of uh, tea. Um, so I think that gave me some space. Huh? In Holland, the pace is very high. And uh, the moment you yeah, your your patient goes out the door, there's a colleague that has a question or the telephone rings. So it's difficult to uh, to make that space in your life for for habits like yeah, um, exercises or meditation or yeah, implement that in a working day. Uh, so that's uh, yeah, we're very lucky in, in Norway, I think, with uh, the working environment. Yeah, that sounds really good. Um, and when it comes to like your private life, how did the reset look there? What kind of things did you implement there uh, to do differently than back home? Uh, well, what I have experienced is that if you when you move abroad, uh, your family and friends are far away uh, suddenly. And that also gives you more time and space for yourself and for your yeah, own small family at home. Uh, we um, moved from the city to the countryside, so that's uh, a big difference. I'd always lived in the Randstad, in the most crowded uh, part of the Netherlands, and suddenly there was a lot of nature around us um, that we loved uh, when we were on holiday, but usually it was just a couple of weeks a year that we had this experience. And now suddenly uh, we're in the middle of the woods and uh, we, yeah, yeah, I especially love the smell of wood, <laughs> the smell of uh, a forest. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, yeah, so taking, taking a walk has become a habit and that's also uh, a Norwegian habit. In, in Norway, nature is a part of life, of daily life. It's not something you only... Yeah, use when you're on a holiday but it's, mm -hmm. it's part of life and, and most people go for walks um, when we before we moved we thought oh we're going uh, cross-country st skiing every day and <laughs> going hiking and well it's not it's not become that intense <laughs> but uh, we have a dog and we like to go for a walk and um, yeah only just just seeing the fine surroundings that does something with um, yeah my mind and my body it, it relaxes so so that's uh, a really positive change uh, for me yeah I can imagine I mean I think everyone relaxes when they are in nature we just seem to forgot it when especially if you've always lived in cities or in crowd areas um, I shared the same experience I also grew up in that area um, and only in Brazil, I finally had some more space, but it was still a city, but a very spacious city. But having like a big garden with monkeys and toucans in my garden was like uh, already this sense that I was amidst nature. And that really always calmed me down. So, yeah, I really recognize what you say about that. And something else that I recognize is that you said um, when you live abroad, you don't have 
you know, you don't need to spend so much time on family and friends because it's just you and a few other people, your own family, or perhaps some friends that you made. So there's a lot of time left, a lot of space. And listening to you, I realized, oh yeah, this is really what, this was my um, catalyst in a way to propel me into personal development because when I had all that space, you know, I finally found a quietness within myself to explore who I am, what my triggers are, my patterns, what I want to um, achieve in this life. Um, so yeah, I always like using that space in expert life for yourself because it gives an extra dimension, I think, to, uh, to living abroad. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And can you share a little bit more about um, what are, yeah, what else did you change in your life with this reset and the time that you had? So there was already approach to work, the living in nature, how that suited you. But I know that you've also started uh, working on online courses because you want to spread your message for prevention rather than only following up as a uh, specialist. So maybe that's something you started there as well. Yeah, correct. Um, that um, I think uh, the thought came up about maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, or maybe unconsciously I had that thought uh, with a lot of uh, conversations with patients, but became more aware of it uh, a couple of years ago that I find it so sad that uh, I give information to people here in uh, at the hospital. Um, and then I, I think why didn't you hear this 10 or 15 years ago? Why did you first have to become so ill and uh, had to call in sick at work for a long period? And finally, uh, uh, that person came to me and now gets information and starts to become yeah, better again. Um, so like you said, prevention, that has become a big theme in, uh, uh, yeah, uh, in my working life. And um, it's, it's not really possible to do so much about it when you work at a hospital, then you, um, yeah, they prioritize, of course, the, the most severely ill people. Uh, but um, like you said, I have a lot of free time also because I live, I don't have family around. Um, so I have started to, uh, to make online courses on, on subjects that interest a lot of people, I think, to improve their quality of life and can also prevent people from becoming ill. Uh, so that's something I, I use my spare time uh, on now. I have a website called uh, hummingbee.net. And uh, yeah, my first course is a mindfulness course in English and in Norwegian that's online now. People can just buy it and, uh, and do the course in their own pace. But I have a lot of themes in, uh, in my head that I want to uh, also um, yeah, develop a course on, like uh, self-love, uh, like changing habits, improving sleep. A lot of themes that I hear that people are interested in. Um, but it's often it's a bit difficult to find a way in, uh, in improving that without... Um, yeah, getting in contact with a, a yeah, medical person. Yeah, I think those topics are super relevant and also really interesting from a medical perspective. And speaking about mindfulness, um, how did mindfulness help you as an expat? Yes, um, mindfulness helps me because mindfulness means being in the here and now. That's uh, 
yeah, to say it in short, <laughs> it's it's focusing on what is and not focusing on trying to change things from the past or to uh, to um, influence things that can happen in the future, but focusing on now. Uh, but I think also living in nature has made me more mindful because uh, it's like we just said, it's so relaxing and it, it takes, it draws my attention to my surroundings. Uh, and I, I noticed that quite soon after we moved here, I drove home from work and work has been quite stressful in the beginning because everything was new and uh, I had to learn the language. And like I said, it was, it was shocking how little I knew of the language. And so it wasn't easy. And then I drove home and saw this beautiful surrounding and suddenly a sentence came up in my head. Oh, it's much more easy to be mindful in a beautiful environment. And, and it's not, it's not like I want to talk negative about Holland. I love my home country. And uh, the city also has very much to offer. But um, yeah, for me, being more mindful has become natural because, yeah, these surroundings, they draw your attention into the here and now. And that's that's quite nice. Yeah. And so that was especially nice when you were like overwhelmed with everything you had to do at work and the struggles you were facing and then exactly. like to kind of like be more present. Um I also recognize feeling more um, or being more mindful in nature. But what tip do you have for the expat who is living in the city and uh, could also be more in nature or like his or her character would want to have that, but isn't able to go there or to be there all the time? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that's yeah, that's interesting that you ask that. Um, what I find interesting is that nature doesn't have to be big to experience it you can also have plants in your house and uh and and take care of them and see how they grow for example and uh, that's what i also hear about a lot of people that uh that like gardening uh, you can also have uh, a balcony and have nice flowers and that, that also gardening is something that makes you focus on yeah that object and how it develops so so that might be a good tip for people that don't that live in in a crowded place mm -hmm. get a bit of nature into your house as well yeah i agree i don't know if you can see my plants but i have a lot oh, yeah, of yeah. tropical <laughs> plants over there as well yes. yeah um definitely it helps to i think the color green already helps you to soothe yeah. a, uh, yourself a little bit so that is really yeah, good I, I think to add yeah and um rather and not only like the the plants and and being in nature what is something that expats could do as well to become more mindful when they are in this first phase of their expat life when they are so overwhelmed with all the new things and all the change yeah yeah good question well i think um a part of of being mindful is also being accepting accepting to what is here and now and accepting to things you can change uh, and and that's that's also something that I've been trying to do more of myself uh, when I start uh, comparing, for example, huh? you're here and you you miss your friends and uh, you miss things that are nice about Holland and yeah, then it can be really good to to switch your focus to what's positive in yeah at this in this place in in Norway. 
And there are things from Holland that you will never have here, but there are also many things that are very positive here that you would never have had if you had stayed in Holland. So yeah, maybe being accepting of things you can't have and then focusing on, yeah, being grateful for what you, yeah, you've got in your life that's new and interesting. Yeah, nice one. And, you know, as an expert, I think by definition, your heart is split into two. Like your heart is in a place that you don't live in anymore. You miss things from there. And, but when you're back home, you will miss the host country or the place you lived before. Like, it feels like you can never have it all. Um, that's something that I've been struggling with and still struggle to this day, even though I'm back home. So accepting, you know, for what you have and don't have and be grateful for the things you do have, I think is a, is a really good one. Something else I'm really curious about, um, because I interviewed someone else before to me who also lives in Norway, in Oslo. And she mentioned that it was also difficult for her to like find new friends, create a social circle, build a network. So I'm really curious because you've lived in uh, Norway for a longer time, but also in the countryside. Like, how was it for you um, meeting new friends, Norwegians or expats, but like building this whole new social circle? Yeah. Yeah, I listened to the podcast. That was, uh, yeah, it was nice to hear what she had to say about that. Um, it's difficult to describe the Norwegians. Uh, you have to experience them. Uh, they are very, very nice. And, and I felt so welcome on my first day at the hospital. They, everyone was so positive that I thought that would never have happened in Holland if I had started working in Holland, not speaking the language good enough to, to work uh, on my own uh, as a doctor. Uh, the amount of help I needed in the, in the beginning, it, it, was, yeah, it was really uh, impressive how everyone was helping me and welcoming me. And at the same time, uh, Norwegians are very, very closed uh, yeah, in in the relationship uh, when you don't when you you don't know them well, it, it takes a long time for them to really open up, and uh, that can feel lonely at times. Also, uh, here in the countryside, because people often are from this area and have their whole family here, uh, and most people work five days a week here, um, so. The spare time is is then mostly for the family, and and also um, yeah, holidays are with uh, the in-laws or <laughs> your own parents, or yeah. So it's uh, it can feel a bit lonely, um, but it comes with time. So uh, I've been here seven and a half years now, and uh, more and more people I meet outside of work uh, or outside of uh, uh, different uh, yeah. For example, I'm a, I have been in an orchestra and now there's this uh, group of people and we, we went to the opera together. So it you develop a, a more intense relationship, but it, it takes more time than uh, yeah when it comes to Dutch people. And what, what I found very interesting was in Holland, I'm, I'm quite a calm person. So in Holland, uh, my friends are also a bit more quiet than, than some other people, maybe uh, not the most uh, extrovert people. And uh, after a couple of years here, I suddenly noticed that there are, in fact, extroverts here in Norway, but 
it was my habit to not con not become friends with those people, but become friends with more calm and and yeah. uh, I, more people who are more to themselves. And um, yeah, suddenly uh, it struck me that wait, if I want to have more of a social life, it's much better to connect with those extroverts here in Norway instead of trying to uh, get that contact with uh, with introverts. I think extrovert introvert is a lit, little bit too black and white. There's a lot of talk about are you an extrovert or are you an introvert? So especially lately, I've heard a lot of people talk about that. Yeah. As a psychiatrist, I think it's it's not that black and white. Uh, mm -hmm. I can be <laughs> outgoing and I can be uh, calm and uh, and to myself. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe you're an ambivert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. But um, yeah, I I now. Um, connect more with with people that are more outgoing that uh, that talk more freely and, uh, and that uh, want to uh, go, yeah go out together go out for dinner or yeah so yeah. that's something that maybe people can uh, that can be an ad advice to people uh, abroad definitely definitely yeah. yeah i really like this that you say it like um yeah if you have a certain tendency you you tend to attract to either one of the groups or maybe uh, you're an ambivert you fall in the middle but uh, you know more or less what you need uh, or what you need to recharge your social battery and then when you move abroad you're tempted to do the same thing but i really like what you're saying like maybe you should go for the other group um to find your people there. And I'm just thinking out loud now, but I can imagine it also goes the other way because I have a feeling that I lived in Brazil. Brazilians are more uh, extroverted or at least they're more outgoing and they're also super social. And for me, sometimes I needed the more quiet um, uh, space, you know, and not always go out with my friends to uh, long samba nights. So uh, yeah, I, I could totally see it can also work the other way that you look then for the more introverted people in an extroverted yeah, society to yeah, still find your balance. Yeah, I really yeah. like that. So Esther, are you going to stay in Norway? What is your plan? Yes, I, well, um, I can't um, predict what will happen the rest of my life. Uh, never say never. Maybe someday we're going back to Holland. But we're not planning on moving. Uh, we are actually moving here in the area. We just bought a house, uh, first time in seven and a half years. Oh, congrats. To own a house. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and very much looking forward to that, to having our own place. Uh, it has a great view and a nice garden. And yeah, we really look forward to living in that house uh, for yeah many years to come. Mm -hmm. uh, so... No, no plans of uh, of moving outside of Norway, but uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> nice. Okay, and then the final question that I ask all my um, uh, guests on the show, and that is, what heck do you have to make living or traveling abroad easier? It can be a mindset trick or a product or, uh, I don't know, something else. Yes, well, I thought when I uh, heard that question, I thought about what we just said, that uh, it's it's good, I think, to focus on the positive aspects of uh, the country you're living in, mm -hmm. uh, trying not to compare too much and um, being thankful for, for new experiences, for, for that that country has to offer. Focusing yeah. on that more than of the lack of things from your home country. Yeah, I really like that one because um, 
I don't know how it is there, but I'm still a member of some Facebook groups uh, for expats in Brazil, for example. But I'm also a member for um, the group of uh, for expats in the Netherlands. And there's so much complaining going on there. And I'm like, yeah, you know, your life is not going to get happier by just focusing on everything that's not going well in your eyes. So um, I agree. And, you know, living abroad also wasn't always easy for me. I was also frustrated with some things from... Uh, the cultures I lived in, but at the end of the day, it serves you much more to be just grateful for that experience and not everyone can move, live abroad. So it's also a really privileged experience, I think, to, uh, to have. So it's good to be grateful for it. Yeah. I like this. Esther, if people want to know more about your life in Norway or the courses that you are currently offer and are going to offer, uh, where can they find you? Uh, then it's best to look at my website, hummingbee.net. Okay, great. I will put it in the show notes. Thank Esther, you. thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed talking to you about mindfulness and creating a whole new life and how you found friends in Norway. So thank you. And uh, I, yeah, I look forward to speaking, uh, to continuing speaking on Instagram. Cool. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was really You're fun. Very... Yeah, thanks. <laughs>